hello, hello, and welcome to the Vagabond Way podcast. The journey goes ever on with the long road. This episode, going wild in the wilderness. Join us for another journey along the Vagabond Way as Steve Bonham takes us on a ramble through conjuring up lyrics and melodies for new songs. Kev Moore whisks us away to Mississippi, USA for a taste of the blues. And the Bishop, that's me, I feed you some wacky nostalgia from the medicine cupboard of Dr. Big Love. The Vagabond Way podcast featuring The Long Road is exploring the world of the troubadour, the adventurer, the vagabond. The world isn't beige, it isn't processed, it's authentic, it's rich, and it's real. And if those are the sorts of sentiments that make your brain light up, then hop on board. We are embracing all of those things, we're celebrating all of that, and we'd love it if you joined us on the journey. Greetings! I am Chris the Bish Leiden. Thanks for joining us from wherever in the world you are. Uh, lots of music to get through today um, as we feature an epic from our EP from last year, American Wilderness. Uh, so more on that in just a minute. Remember Steve Bonham, the Vagabond Philosopher, uh, and Kev, the Big Man Moore, uh, and now I do as well. We've each got our own curated Spotify playlist for you to enjoy. We're going to be updating them regularly, so you can be hearing new things every so often. Um, just look them up on Spotify and give them a, a like or a follow, or whatever they're calling it this week. Um, there'll be some songs you know, probably a bunch that you don't. Uh, some well-known artists, some people you've probably never heard of. Um, hopefully a real mix of stuff. Um, some stuff we like, some stuff we're inspired by, stuff that's in the same kind of world as our music. So, you know, go and have a dig around. Uh, there's three Spotify playlists to look out for. Uh, Steve's is simply called Anglo-Americana. Kev's is Anglo-Americana Moonshine Madness, uh, and mine is Anglo-Americana Daydreaming. And uh, last chance now, uh, our song from the end of last year, Wrapped Up In You, is up for a UK Country Music Award 2020, presented by UKCountryRadio.com, and we need you to vote. Uh, before the end of June, so it's just a couple of days left now, and um, please go to UKCountryMusicAwards.com slash song to vote for Wrapped Up In You. Uh, it's in the list under Steve Bonham. Um, so, okay, on with the show. This week I'm taking a closer look at American Wilderness, the longest song we've ever created as a band. Uh, it's perhaps the longest song in, in all of Stephen Meyer's creative uh, output over the years together. Um, it's an epic song, telling an epic true story um i've talked on the podcast before about it being a, a ballad um a, a stylized story song rather than the sort of more modern meaning of a, of a, like a slow soppy love song kind of thing um if you want to hear more about that stuff go back and have a listen to episode 12 of this podcast where i talk about the, that a bit more um the story of the song is about a woman called Paula Angel, who was convicted and sentenced to death for the murder of her lover. Um, she was only 19 or 20 years old at the time, I think. Um, she was the only woman to have been legally executed in New Mexico since it became part of the United States. Um, and in fact, they had to have two goes at it because the uh, the first attempt didn't quite work out properly. Um, you know, a botched execution uh, questionable legal process perhaps uh, a seemingly dodgy judge uh, it makes for quite the story um real life sometimes <laughs> really is stranger than fiction um steve was keen to make a song worthy of the of the subject matter um and to have the time to actually tell all the little parts of it in the journey um and hence we get this epic it's in three parts sort of a b a structure um it's one of those songs that I think really sums up the uh, Anglo-Americana feel for me. It's all, there's all kinds of influences in there. 
um, some subtle, some less so. You know, there's sort of blues, jazz and rock, even a bit of sort of psychedelic pop in there, country folk, all sorts, um, you know, sort of TV music, film music, there's loads of influences. Um, so now, dear podcasters, uh, you've come prepared, I can tell you're ready now. Uh, I can feel, you know, you're sat there ready with your headphones on, eyes closed, sitting back, ready to relax. Uh, just make sure you've got nothing to do for the next nine minutes. Uh, and enjoy American Wilderness by Steve Bonham and The Long Road. He was a Yankee soldier, brave Michael Martin was his name. Soldier in a uniform, the ladies he found fame. They say she was an angel, feather water fell so low. Tonight as the sun went down to the old creek, they would go. She said, will you fly with me to a land so far away? He kissed her on her lovely hair and told her he would stay.
be the one kind Silas stayed to need the dough Bewildered in his head The killing of one so young While another's bacon bread Walking the Great North Line by 
Robert Twigger. Now, I've known Robert for a number of years. I think the first time we met was in, in Cairo, and he took me out into the desert with his very unreliable Toyota Land Cruiser. And we've, we've stayed in contact and been friends ever since. I think probably one of the reasons is quite often our, our brains think in the same sorts of ways. So Roberts usually has the safety catch-off. Characterised, I suppose, by irrepressible curiosity, uh, compulsive irreverence and unabashed awkwardness. Walking the Great North Lines is a great book. Rob noticed that the Stonehenge and Lindisfarne and dozens of other ancient sites lie almost perfectly on a northern line, um, more or less along the east-west watershed of England. And so walked from the start to the top. The trip was a, a true wild camp adventure, finding places to stop each night on or near the route which in England is still legally dubious. And of course, any journey in this country is often extremely wet. Now, Rob is a tough dude, uh, perhaps the toughest dude I've met. His CV includes chasing the world's longest snake, canoeing across Canada, studying a kaido with the Tokyo police. But he can also take feeling sorry for himself to high art describing his poor wet feet as pink and wrinkled like a baby too long in the bath. This makes him a great vicarious travelling companion. But it is his unaffected, uninhibited curiosity that is the heart of his genius. His openness to the world and the hidden gems that lie waiting to be discovered, if you can but notice. He stopped en route uh, at Thor's Cave, which is very close to where I live. This is a high cavern up in the uh, Derbyshire Hills. People have slept in it for millennia, and now it seems Rob has himself, along, alone with the odd noises of the night and thoughts about child-rearing, shamans and leadership. It's a wonderful book. Read it. It's up there on Amazon and, and all the usual places. Reading it reinforced my own sense that uh, perambulation and rambling are at the heart of much good art, whether that's a book, a painting or a song. Jack called Frederick Gross, whose book The Philosophy of Walking complains Books by authors grafted to their chairs are heavy and indigestible, like fattened geese. He imagines the physiological difference between a sitting-down writer, cramped and stooped and doubled up, or a walker, upright, open to wide spaces, like a flower to the sun, open to a stream of unfettered, unbidden thoughts. Of course, this is something, me personally, I'm 100% on board with. I always struggle to write 
closed in, in a room. And most of my songs and writing, I guess, over the years has come from travel and walking and keeping a, a notebook of the trail, which becomes my source material when I'm back home. But I was thinking the other day too, how good walking is for problem solving in this respect. It's not just a source of ideas, it's a way of dealing with things. Back, uh, back in the days of my previous band, Dr Big Love, uh, Chris and Tim used to send me recordings of uh, stuff they'd been working on, which usually came in the uh, form of uh, a bass part and keyboards, no melody, sometimes with uh, some electronic drumming, and not necessarily in a obvious structure that could say, ah, here comes the verse, or that must have been the chorus as it passes you by. At first I was, um, I was quite intimidated by these things, and there were, there were several of them. And eventually I found the solution was to put them on my iPod and head up with my big old Labrador Charlie and walk the fields listening and just listening and listening and listening and sometimes I would keep this process going for maybe a couple of weeks taking a dog and heading out for an hour or two and always eventually things would fall into place things would become obvious then I had to record the, mem the melody onto, into my phone and, and try and remember it. And still somewhere there will be um, some mad uh, recordings of me hollering away um, in the wind or something, um, or by a passing tractor, which would be the start of some songs we then go on to record. A couple of those come to mind, and, and perhaps we'll play one of them. One, one was uh, Lemon Street, which really just was a riffing uh, chord progression and then even more strangely was uh, Tears After Dark which originally was called from Tim Sitting Bull Had His Reservations quite pleased with both songs so Steve gave me the choice this week between two fairly crazy songs back from our Dr Big Love days uh, Lemon Street and Tears After Dark um, now, actually, I had, to, I had to dig back into the archives on the computer to uncover the sound files for these ones. Um, I, don't, I don't think they're up on Spotify still. They were up until a, relatively recently. Um, you'd still get the occasional message from somebody in some far-flung place saying, oh, I really like that that song from the, the album it was from. was called The Naked Juggler. Maybe we should try and get them up again. People can listen to them. Anyway, so I've decided to play Tears After Dark. Uh, which I hadn't listened to for many, many years, I don't think. Uh, I'd forgotten just how nuts it is. Um, the the cast list for this particularly bonkers show is quite extensive. Um, so special shout-outs and thanks for the memories too. Uh, ben Adcock on drums, uh, Tim Gadsby on bass, Sammy Carter on vocals, uh, the, the Big Love Brass section, uh, Dave Greenland and Dave Burgess on 
trumpet and flugel. Uh, as of right now, I can't remember exactly who played which on what, but th- th- they were our trumpet section. Uh, and Chris Birch on trombone. Um, and, a, and a special place in my heart will forever go to Lucy Jane Carter for playing um, Milk Bottles. On the one occasion we managed to mount the album, this came from live way back when. Um, all will become clear in just a moment. So, brace yourselves. <laughs> Here comes Tears After Dark. Broken heart at all Seeking some redemption From the sorrow And the tension That comes From breaking in two It's nostalgic contemplation Leads to this assignation To trade in hard life's glories About the passion And the glory And the things Things that it do And now There's tears after dark There's Venus and Mars Adrifting apart
everybody again and welcome to Kev's Cafe Corner. This week we're heading back over to the States and specifically the epicentre of the blues, arguably, Clarksdale, Mississippi. Now, Clarksdale's figured large in the history of the blues, not least because it's where the legendary Crossroads is, where Robert Johnson allegedly sold his soul to the devil in order to play guitar better. And uh, it's also where Bessie Smith passed away. And it is also home of Ground Zero Blues Club, which is owned by Morgan Freeman. And uh, I was in Clarksdale back in 2010. And, of course, it was impossible to spend any time there and not visit Ground Zero, which I did. And... uh, What a fantastic blues cafe that is. The food, the chicken wings are to die for. Highly recommended. Great, great fare they have on there. And uh, great coffee and great drinks. And it's just a superb place to eat and drink. But of course, above all, it's a superb place to hear live, living, breathing blues music. And on the night I was there, there was a local blues player there, a guy called David Dunavant, and he was there with his trio, superb they were, and I had the honour and pleasure of being able to get up and play with the guys, and for me that was a huge moment to be able to stand on stage at Ground Zero and play some blues with these guys in Clarksdale, Mississippi, something I'll never forget. And the song we jammed that night was an old thing called Spinning Wheel Blues. The first version of which I ever owned was by Status Quo. And um, it was just great fun to play. And I've this afternoon, this very afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, the paint is still wet on it. I chucked a little version together for you so you can uh, have a listen. So, yeah, if you're ever down Mississippi Way, get yourself to Clarksdale. There's many things to see there and pay a visit to Morgan's Club. Ground Zero. This is Spinning Wheel Blues. Well, the Spinning Wheel Blues have got me back in my bags and going. I said the Spinning Wheel Blues have got me back in my bags and going. I said I had to leave my motel. there you go just a taster of spinning wheel blues to try and 
conjure up the atmosphere that I was experiencing down in Ground Zero back in 2010. Probably haven't quite captured it, but you get the idea. And uh, who knows where we'll be next week, listeners. Could be anywhere. Hope you've enjoyed yourselves and see you next week. So I think technically last week's Bishop Daily Bread was what they call a, a cliffhanger. So I'm thrilled this week to be able to resolve your tension. Um, you may breathe again, dear listeners, for the news is good. Nay, the news is triumphant. Um, after 26 hours of not really doing much, but that's the way you make croissant, uh, the croissant uh, were made. And my, oh my, they were good. Uh, flaky, crispy, soft, buttery, you know, just delicious. Exactly as I'd hoped, really. Um... I mean, although the 26 hours were mostly waiting around, uh, you know, there were those sort of finicky bits where you've got to actually do some stuff and some bits were a bit repetitive or time-consuming or a bit sort of just, ah, frustrating. Um, but you know what? Sometimes the fruits of your labour are, are worth it, uh, and I would say so in this case. Um, I've got eight croissants ready to, to bake in the freezer as well, so that's a bonus, you know, all that the effort, and I've got those ready to go. Um, the dough was enough for, um, f- to make 16, so... I'm really very pleased with how they came out. Um, if you've got the time and the inclination, I would say, same with the Big Macs from last week, I would say go for it. Um, as a treat, they, they ticked all the right boxes there. I, I cannot picture myself going to that effort every week, but, you know, every so often as a treat, great. A, a confession now, I did accidentally, the very next day, um, I accidentally made a batch of real donuts. Um <laughs> I, I'd never made them before. It was a first-time offence, Your Honour. Um, now I'm talking about what I call proper donuts. You know, things with yeast in them. You know, dough buns that you have to let rise and then you deep fry them. Um, and you know, plenty of people. You know, occasionally me, I would be content with a, you know, a, a ring donut made with baking powder rather than yeast um, and baked in an oven. Um, but for me, they're not. They're not the same as the soft, doughy little bit chewy donuts that are deep fried. I made what I hoped was going to be a small batch, only six, and that worked out. Um, I think any less than that, and actually the, the making of the dough would be quite tricky. Um, simple enough recipe, very wet dough, you know, disturbingly wet, and perhaps on this occasion a little actually too wet. Um, but the results were pretty great again. Some hilarious air bubbles did appear that what's the word, I don't know, bloomed in the hot oil. <laughs> um, I mean, a couple of the donuts were of an irregular shape, let's put it that way. Um, but they tasted great still. Um, you know, this batch, just dusted in caster sugar, no filling. I did order a, a, a special donut filling piping tip from Amazon the very next day. So the next time I accidentally decide to make a batch of donuts, I can fill them with some some raspberry jam uh, and go on a a full-on nostalgia fest waistline be damned that's it for this week thanks for listening you lovely lot um subscribe to the podcast remember we're on apple Podcasts or soundcloud spotify um the next episode will be out next week friday the 3rd of july 2020 
how the hell did it get to be July? Um, let us know what you think. Um, find us on social media. We are The Vagabond Way or Steve Bottom on the Long Road on Facebook, and uh, that's our main social media channel. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Vagabond Way. If you use Spotify, please follow us on Spotify, Steve Bottom on the Long Road, uh, as it really helps us register in the, the big Spotify playlist machine. We're on Patreon as well at patreon.com slash thevagabondway. Patreon is a great platform that makes it super easy for anyone out there, you, to support content that you love on a monthly basis. It gives you direct access to the people creating the stuff you love, us, hopefully, uh, and you get to play an integral part in shaping the direction of the things that we make. So, become a vagabonder. That's our name for our supporters on Patreon to help us create music, live performances, books, and short stories. You know, this weekly podcast uh, and some other things we are cooking up. As a vagabonder, you can get the recordings and books we make for free, receive exclusive Patreon-only merchandise in the post, get regular behind-the-scenes updates from us, um, unlock access to exclusive live stream performances and Q&As, and lots more. You can help us create something different, something that entertains, and something that inspires others. So, join us on the journey and release the vagabond within. Patreon.com slash thevagabondway. Thank you once again, brave adventurers, vagabonds, and explorers, for joining us on The Vagabond Way. Remember, the world isn't beige, it's authentic, it's rich, and it's real. Embrace every last bit of it. Until next time, the journey goes ever on with The Long Road. Bye for now.